Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. Hope you're doing well this evening. I am surviving. I mean, the holiday Thanksgiving, the prelude to Christmas yeah. is over. It is. Survived. Yeah, yeah. Survived it. Did not go Black Friday shopping yet online or anything, but... <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a good Thanksgiving. Got some R and R in, which uh, which was nice. And uh, yeah, so glad to hear you had a good one as well. Yeah, and I did way too much Black Friday, Cyber Monday shopping online. <laughs> <laughs> the the coordination of Christmas presents always falls on me with my dad and my mom, and I'm like, guys, <laughs> I don't know why this is so hard. <laughs> So do y'all do like Secret Santa's? And they got a pretty good sized family. So, oh no, no, no. We we expect presents for everyone okay. and everything, but um, but we do a lot of sharing of presents. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because we we're greedy and we always want expensive things, so <laughs> I'll I'll go in with you on this. Like for Christmas, I bought my mom and dad a new TV. Nice. And um, I, my brother, agreed to split it with me. Has okay. he given me my my his portion of money? No. So he shall take no credit in the gift until that has occurred. There you go. Get that PayPal or sell to you fast, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, to kick off things in the news, Black there, um, this MCU Marvel released a special open credit sequence to their MCU films as a Black Panther tribute to Chadwick Boseman on his birthday. Very similar to Stan Lee and Mm -hmm. credits that they did for him. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I I did, I mean, of of course I saw the actual cut away on the, uh, on Twitter over the weekend, but uh, I did... Just you know, this cause me being me, I did go quickly to Disney Plus after watching *The Mandalorian* just to uh, uh, see it in context with the rest of the film, and it's it was a very very fitting tribute to uh, to Chadwick, and uh, definitely a, a nice nice touch, and uh, you know with the purple hues of the Black Panther colors and uh, some of the not only scenes of him in various spots in the production of the film but also you know in the film itself so uh, it was it was very nice very nicely done yeah yeah in other mcu um, news hawkeye is set to begin filming this week in new york city and it has also been i don't know if it's rumor so much as it seems like it's pretty much confirmed florence Pugh from the unreleased black widow film is set to appear in not only that series, but she is also now reported to appear in the upcoming Winter Soldier and Falcon. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that. Where, where, uh, where was uh, who, who broke that news? Um, I don't know who broke it. I saw Grace Randolph. She oh. had some stuff about it, and then a bunch of other sites were reporting oh. it as well on okay. my. Today, okay, okay, on this thing called Twitter, yeah, a little thing called Twitter. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, that I, the uh, I guess with the Hawkeye news, I, I guess it was also saw that on Twitter. 
uh, where I guess the Verges, um, one of their writers, uh, captured the, I guess, set photo, uh, I guess, with the art anchor point, which I guess is the uh, uh, reference to the filming name for for Hawkeye, which, you know, I guess it comes from one of the, uh, comes from the comic book. And so uh, that that was going to start filming in New York City this week. So, um, so it looks like that's, that's moving along, even though it, it kind of quietly, like kind of snuck up because this, you know, we've gotten all these other things that have gone into production, but Hawkeye has just kind of been out there and, you know, whether or not, um, um, even though we haven't had confirmation on who's going to be Kate Bishop, uh, right. it, it's, it's, uh, they are clearly things are moving along well enough that they can, can start filming. So that's the MCU is, is going to be re- returning soon. They, they are going to be returning soon, but they're really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> All of this stuff about, Oh, this series is going to connect to this. I, and I honestly am mad that I heard today about this Florence Pugh thing because Black Widow hasn't been released. And I don't, I now going into Black Widow, theories about it pretty much have been confirmed just based on this little news bit. So I just, I, I it, it sucks that so much of their intentions to kind of reset everything and and launch this next phase has been put on hold, but they're still moving forward with all these projects and, yeah. and it's all coming. It just, I, I really sh- think they should just cave and give us black widow. <laughs> they should just, they should just cave. I mean, it's just, at this point it is, it's just ridiculous. I, I mean, I get where they're con- trying to come from, trying to keep it still, you know, theatrical release and stuff, but just, just, just put it, just drop it online already. But it's interesting about the, Florence Pugh news um, and see if that's just people spitballing and fan casting versus something that's that's true because I mean we saw that with Tatiana Masani with She-Hulk so and then of course but, but yeah. Florence Pugh has already been cast because she's yeah. going to be a Black Widow yeah right she, but will she, that character then appear in Hawkeye as the new Black Widow and yeah, I mean, from what you've been able to tell, is it like? What, I mean, what's the? I guess, I guess the question for me is like, what? The, I can't recall what the time period is for the Hawkeye series. Is it? Um, well, like what you said, no one knows a lot yeah. about the series because they yeah. haven't announced Kate Bishop, Jeremy Renner. I don't even know if he's confirmed. Yeah, I mean, he. Yeah, I mean, he apparently was had been signed before, and then of course Haley. Um, Stansfield was uh, rumored to be Kate Bishop, but then we've learned as she says she's not. So who knows what's going to happen? So yeah, yeah, I I I don't know, but things are happening as per usual in the MCU. And when Feige wants us to know for sure what's going on, he will let us know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he will make that happen. Um, this is a weird. And I, I briefly saw this before logging on tonight, but Peter Dinklage is set to star in the updated Toxic Avenger. Yeah, I just saw that news too. Um, and you know he's got he's got 
the quite the career where he can go from the prestige TV to doing these types of types of projects as well. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, are you familiar with the original Toxic Toxic Avenger? Nope. Okay, yeah. So Toxic Avenger was one of those like B movie in the in the eighties where you had this guy, every man who of course falls into a vat of toxic chemicals and basically becomes a hero. And you know, it was one of those shows in a series that spun off multiple sequels. Uh, and it was kind of a story uh, a lot like uh, Evil Dead and stuff, where or even Godzilla, where they're, you know, touching on environmental issues and stuff, but doing it in a very campy, <laughs> campy way with this particular uh, with the with the Toxic Avenger. And so it looks like they're just updating the story to bring it up to the present day with with Dinklage as the as the lead lead character. But uh, yeah, this is what, definitely one of those old cult cult films that you definitely need to go check out sometime. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I will. Probably I won't. <laughs> Something I will check out, but unlike Will, I try to avoid set photos, but I'm <laughs> very excited for the Batman and apparently the Daily Mail has or Daily Mail has shared set photos. Yeah. Yeah. So they said some this is news that uh broke after we recorded last week, but uh did want to share that Again, uh, I guess there was some photos of the exterior of the the Batcave uh, and uh, some other um, set shots as well with uh, some scenes from around Gotham. And so, uh, yeah, so there were some aerial photos of, of, I guess, the opening to the Batcave. And you can look, you can see where they can uh, put the cameras into various places to get different shots in the in the interior of the of the Batcave, so look it, it looked it looked pretty ominous as far as the the, the set of the uh, exterior of the Batcave itself. Mm. Well, we'll we'll I'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it when it's when it's done, eggs. <laughs> I like I said that that trailer. And I don't know how many times I've seen the trailer. Both watching the trailer. Are you are you are you triple digits now? <laughs> what? Are you triple digits now? <laughs> I no, I'm I'm probably not. Um, okay. because I think after like the tenth viewing, I, I told myself I already know way too much, <laughs> and so all of these other bits that are coming out, they just they excite me not to know what is shown and revealed, but to just remember it's still in production <laughs> we're going to get it yeah it's still i did see yeah one other yeah i did see i didn't include this on the rundown but i, I was when i was just cruising through instagram this evening i did see where i think some of the uh actors who were part of the gang um had posted that they had wrapped filming so mm-hmm. i don't know if that's the you know all all the principal Photography's been done with the principal cast, or it's just the just other members of the of the cast. But um, uh, but I did see that um, see that late late today. Well, all good news. Um, yeah. However, well, meanwhile, while some productions continue forward, others have been stalled. 
Um, it has come out that The Flash has had to press pause on their production due to a positive COVID-19 test from a crew member. Yeah, yeah. Saw that over the weekend and uh, hope, the, hope the crew member gets better. But uh, again, I guess it's just a reminder to take everything with a grain of salt with uh, production or, or, or release dates for shows. But I, yeah, I think they finished filming the first three because I did see where the titles, at least of those episodes have been released. So, okay. uh, but, you know, but of course, even if they do get started, you know, it may cause some scheduling issues down the road. If, uh, you know, if, if they have to you know, shut down for, for a period of time. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted the flash isn't set to return until February of next year. Right. Yeah. We'll be here before we know it if 2020 ever decides to end. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, we're here. We're here. Welcome, December. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. December. It, it, I told you it would come. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised that November went by so quickly, it but did. after yeah. October, which felt like three months in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't mind and I'm not mad. Um, the last bit of news is the original Dark Vader actor David Prowse has passed away. Yeah, yeah, sad, sad news about that. And it was speak, as speaking of COVID nineteen, I think I did see where um, he it, it, he was um, did contract COVID nineteen, and and I think that was the cause of his 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 passing. But he you know he lived a full life. He was eighty five years old, mm-hmm. and um, and you know clearly. Even though James Earl Jones was was the voice, I mean, I, I think it, it goes without saying that Prowse's physical portrayal of, of Vader had just as much bearing on why this character is, you know, clearly such, is so iconic uh, because of the, the physicality he brought to it and the imposing figure that he uh, that he cast over over the whole star wars universe not only in the films but and beyond so yeah but pretty, pretty still pretty sad news uh about uh about that with the original cast i don't know if you saw the photo of like it's been making arounds on the internet this mm-hmm. uh, with uh the original cast and um and of course you know, kenny baker and peter mayhew and now david prouse and carrie fisher you know were, i was just gonna say <laughs> yeah and you know they were all you know they um well, I guess they had the little silhouetted like the Forest Ghost thing around him, and of course Harrison Ford and Mark Hamler in that you know standing there too. Yeah, it. I it like what you said. Full life got to, even though he didn't voice the character, he still got to suit up for set every day and act um on that set which is just a legendary set at this point so i i think having that's a huge accomplishment and something that will just be in cinema from here until for for like hundreds of years so i i think that that's that's good and um it's 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 interesting because now we're going to transition and talk about Mandalorian where you also have um, someone who dresses up as Mando and is on mm-hmm. the camera and you have Pedro Pascal who just voices the character and to see yeah. that dynamic and, and there for a show that features a voice like Pedro Pascal, 
Mando doesn't talk a lot. <laughs> he, he's not one. But when he speaks, for the <laughs> he's not. He's not. But when he speaks, it, 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 it speaks volumes. A Mando and a Jedi. <laughs> They'll never Mando, see it coming. <laughs> Mando, a Jedi, and a child. Yeah. <laughs> Three men and a baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Okay, Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5, The Jedi. Everyone knows what happens in this episode. We all yep. seen the screenshots. We all know who's there, what occurs, the makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot, and the more I listen to other people talk about this episode, the more I... I am envious of those who have seen Rebels. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And and you you were funny because um, after I watched it, you you told me that when you finished watching it, you even managed to find the time to go and rewatch Clone Wars. Just the movie. Just the movie. Just the movie. I watched the movie. A lot of sand. <laughs> uh, I start, but but you know you know I had mentioned before whenever we were talking about this season, I. I had watched Clone Wars to film some time ago, caught a few episodes here and now on Netflix before Disney Plus uh, of the of the Clone Wars series because it you know it had like seven years and Rebels has four years and you know twenty two episodes each uh, with uh, Clone Wars and, you know with each season mm-hmm. and I remember folks obviously uh, when Clone Clone Wars came to an end. Um, I believe it was earlier this year, late last year. Yeah, it was earlier this year. Yeah. Um, how, you know, how the fans were really talking about Ashoka and 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 how that series came full circle. So, you know, so I did. I mean, you know, the one thing I will say that this season of Mandalorian has, has done for me as a casual Star Wars fan is it, it, it opened up the door for me to go back and and really watch some of those watch the animated series uh that uh they're really basing a lot of this new series on uh just just one just you know or you know obviously we all probably gone and read things and you know and and i've done that you know doing prep for the show before before we could have discussions about it but uh but you know but i think I do feel a little envious, especially like you said, when you're hearing people talk about the moment they heard the name Admiral Thrawn, which I I, I was familiar with Thrawn just right. from the uh, from the, ser- the, the the novels that were written in the '90s when there were no Star new Star Wars films. Uh, so I, I was familiar with the name, but I didn't, you know, but but not having seen how they have. Adapted the character for yeah. Rebels, uh, so I did feel like I did miss out on that that fandom moment that so many people I've heard listen listen to the podcast and talk about how they had that reaction. But uh, well, but, so so on that note, yeah, here's what what really where where I was just like, damn, I need to go back and watch that series. So I was watching um, Kind of Funny and their reaction to mm. the episode. And in it, um, one of the panelists explains how 
And they, they were good because they didn't spoil it. They really want people to watch Rebels. So they're mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to tell you who. Mm -hmm. But yes, she mentioned wanting to know where Thrawn is. But in the show, you, Thrawn is with a different character, another character. And, it's, and, and there's suspicions that that is who she's really looking for. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So... And yeah. Now all I want to know is who's that other character, and nobody tell me, nobody tell us. Okay, well, I, yeah, okay. I'm glad you said that because I, I, I did find out who that other character is uh, because it is critical to part of the mythos of Rebels. So, uh, and and who Ashoka is is looking for, and why that line had so much weight at the end of end of this particular episode. Okay. Okay. After the show, you're gonna tell me. <laughs> no, no, I won't. I won't. <laughs> oh, you could. Yeah. You. you know. Is it Anakin? No. Okay. There is another. No. Okay. See. Yeah. There's another jet. I, I mean, I know who it is, and and one of the and it also plays into some of the other discussions that you may or may not have heard about who Gragu will. Whenever they go to uh, Typhon, was it Typhon? It was the Jedi Temple planet that apparently is like real deep cut. I guess it was like referenced in I think Jedi Temple, one of the one of the video games, or 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 maybe in uh, one of the other novels. But um, where they talked about, you know, he would get, you know, whenever they put, take him, Mando takes him to this planet, he could call out to other Jedi's. This particular character is one that many people are speculating could be the Jedi that will come get him. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and for our listeners, you know, I won't spoil it because, I mean, a lot of you are probably like Sarah who have who have not read or watched the extended universe or watched or read any of the comic books that tie into to these things. But, um, um yeah, but that's one of the characters that is out there, uh, and and really critical to not only what happened in Rebels, but apparently there's an epilogue in, in Rebels too. That um, that apparently Dave Filoni references um, in an interview he did. Uh, and Filoni, for folks who aren't familiar, is the co-showrunner with John Favreau and was the driving force behind the animated series that so much of Mandalorian season two was really based on this year. Well, he directed this episode Yep. and he and also is the creator of Ahsoka. Yep. Ahsoka is his original creation. Yep. Yep. So yep. And he also, yeah. that he's behind the lens when she debuts. Yeah. 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 He's definitely Ahsoka's like uh, lead character. Uh, caretaker and and yeah like i said i mean having watched the start of the, the clone wars film and seeing her interact because uh, she was her uh she was anakin skywalker's padawan yeah and uh and seeing how they got introduced to one another and and then i'm watching some of those early episodes of of clone wars and seeing it now with the live action version of it. Granted, I'm not as deep in it as, you know, seven seasons, but, but, but I did have the second time I watched this, the Jedi 
I I did get a, I did have a better appreciation of of how awesome of a job that Rosario Dawson did with the character. Just been the, the just a small just dipping my toe into back into the Clone Wars. Yeah, I it it was great for start to finish for me with Ahsoka because I did not come in with high expectations for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just, it hit all the right beats and, um, the fight choreography was brilliant in this episode. I really loved it. We got a lot of lightsaber action and just some cool moves and some very, I like how she, there was so much, it was very bleak Mm -hmm. in terms of how the episode was, um, the cinematography of the Mm -hmm. episode. Be, and and even in the opening sequence, you had the fog and she was able to manipulate it so that she could k- make all these kills without being really um, seen. Yeah. Um, so a mysterious force. And I, and I like that, especially to contrast Mando finally feeling like he, he's he's reached, like this is the end of his mission with the kid. He can yeah. hand the kid over to this Jedi and then the, the kid will be safe and he can go on his way. Um, and, and that doesn't end up happening <clears throat> primarily because Ahsoka, she has a lot of baggage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is coming from someone who's never seen Rebels, but I've, or Clone Wars, the animated show, because I believe there was an animated show called Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, but I, I have heard enough about Ahsoka from others who have. Um, mm-hmm. To understone that, as you put it, she is his, was his Padawan, yep. and there is a very subtle reference to that exact relationship and how it turned out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's exactly why she refuses to take Grogu under um, under her her wing, sort of speak. <laughs> um, but she also is on her own mission, clearly. So yep. she she doesn't she's not Mando who yeah. <laughs> collect all the orphans. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I, I you know, I, I echo your feelings about the fight scene. And one of the things I really liked about this episode was it, it just like, you know, and I know you didn't feel the same way about the episode last week um, with um, when they were with Carl Weathers and um, with, Cardoon and uh, Greek Cargo and stuff, but these last two episodes, at least for me, have really captured that 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 Star Wars spirit that I think has been missing, and and in some of the last couple of films. Yep. And and you know, like that scene in the garden where you know it it truly is that mix of East and West, you know, with the you know, obviously, George Lucas was very influenced by the samurai tradition. And, you know, and clearly it was like on full, dis- you know, and that, that samurai Japanese tr- tradition was fully on display with that or that very immaculate garden that uh, the the magistrate had. And, 
and and even to the fortress, you know, surrounding her, her, her inner, the inner chambers, you know, but you see in that, but then also you had the Western feel to it too, uh, which of course, you know, seven, you know, which, you know, West, which Westerns also were, were influenced by that. So, you know, so with that fight scene, it, it, it was very, you know, it, it you know, a lot of times less is more. It was this beautifully, the way it was choreographed, you know, I know some folk, you know, it, it was almost like, you know, like a dance, the way they, they, they fought. And, and, and the thing that I thought, too, about the magistrate was I thought about the uh, the character from uh, Rogue One who was Force-sensitive, even though he wasn't a Jedi. Mm-hmm. But the way that she managed the, the, those fighting skills and how she used the Beskar spear to deflect, you know, Ashoka's um, parries and stuff and, 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 and with it, it, you know, it was just, it was just, well, it was just really well done and right. really just, just, you know, plus, and then, on, you know, and you have the contrast, you know, so they're having that badass fight in the, in the garden, but then you have, you know, Mando and the, the hired gun that she had for the magistrate, you know, basically like standing there in their own little standoff and, you know, do a color commentary <laughs> of what's going on from what they're yeah. hearing from the, the lightsabers and the Beskar and everything and who, you know, who's trying to figure out who won. I mean, it was just, it was just so, so well done. And just the tension that they, they, that Filoni like managed to pull off there and, and that scene was just, just perfectly executed. Yeah, there was something about it um, that felt very medieval mm-hmm. and very, very King Arthur-y. And um, it leaned heavily into fantasy. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. And it's something that I think this series overall has been lacking for me now that I look look back on it. Mm-hmm. Because um, before, everyone is like, this is a Western. This is clearly bleeding into ideas about um, cowboys and, and Westerns that, that were, were huge um, right before the wave of sci-fi fantasy. And I mm-hmm. think with this episode, it really, it, maybe it was because it wasn't Mando necessarily coming in to save the day. But it was really about Ahsoka and her mission, um, because let's be honest, she would have dealt with it um, had she be alone. Um, mm-hmm. He was there for the ride. Yeah. And, 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 and I really just appreciate those elements. And there was so much lore. Mm-hmm. And something that you, you said about how it looked in terms of less is more, I also... I think that plays into the writing of this episode where there were so many little tidbits that were sprinkled throughout the dialogue that all of the silence surrounding it um, didn't, didn't feel like it drove on forever or it didn't feel unnecessary when they did talk because you just, you wanted more, you wanted more dialogue. You wanted to know more about, what as where Ahsoka's been, what her plan is. Um, you wanted to know more about the child. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out a lot about the child. <laughs> yeah, we did. 
we, we really so did. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. He was taken. Yeah. <laughs> Taken and tortured, and his his self defense mechanism is to hide his powers. Um, but yeah. he loves Mando. <laughs> he loves Mando, and I think that's very interesting too. Especially when I think about uh, you know all the the tra- tragedy that that Grogu, Baby Yoda, felt and saw because you know he witnessed. Anakin destroying the the Jedi Temple, and you know, and I think fast forward, and, and of course because of that, he 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 held back on his powers, and and I think you know, fast forward to to the Last Jedi with with Luke, and we learn again because of another Skywalker destroying another Jedi you know, academy with Ben Solo. You know, causing Luke to draw back and withdraw from the Force because of, you know, fear. You know, one I guess in Luke's case, just the, the the feelings of failure, and I guess with with Grogu with Baby Yoda, it's just a fear of 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 maybe I don't know if it's a you know maybe just just you know he's so young at that point, so it's just like seeing this these these things that I've been you know learning about my first twenty years because I mean I think that's he you know. It's, about the, the, the age he would have been. So he's very young at that point uh, for Yoda species. He has that, I guess, that that fear of like, this could happen to me if I get these 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 great powers and, 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 and it causes him to withdraw from it. And also because of the Empire too. I mean, you know, that, which does come into to play as well because uh, if he does show his powers, because he has such a high M count, uh, the, the, the Empire was going to, use, and the remnants of the Empire was going to use him for their evil purposes as well. Was he, but he was kidnapped twice, right? So he was hidden. After you know, he was he was, and it didn't say who took him. Whenever the, the Jedi Temple was destroyed, it, it said that he was taken right, away. Right, right, right. Right, and then somewhere along the line. Moff Gideon and his scientists were able to capture him from wherever he was hiding. Right. So okay. that's a yeah. So that's an open story point that uh, that I'm sure they'll explore at some point about how he came into the clutches of the Empire. Because I'm sure that also has to do with why currently he's been so. I'm I'm only going to use it to steal eggs. Yep. Necessities, which yeah. which is and, funny and, and macaroons, because <laughs> Mando really didn't need to use that uh, that piece from from the ship if he just had food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was some eggs, <laughs> some eggs or some blue macaroons, and we'd be good to go. <laughs> and let's be honest, if it, if they got some food on them, they he'd eat horses with that all the time. <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. Great. <laughs> yeah, but but speaking, I'm glad you have. Yeah, but speaking of those training points, I mean, I thought that was another another you know great moment about this using silence and using and, and, and you know we were talking about David Prowse earlier and and now uh, Pedro Pascal whenever he is in the suit or whoever is whenever he does portray Mando in the suit or the other body actor, um, how 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 
voice and how body language can be used in an effective way to convey feelings. And the same with Rosario Dawson having to, you know, play off this puppet <laughs> of, right. uh, of, 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 of baby Yoda. And, and so, you know, the facial movements and the things that she was doing just to, you know, to communicate, you know, to convey that communication. So I thought that was just so powerful a moment for the, during the episode. And like I said, only when I watched it the first time, but even more so the second time when I could really like that, you know, look at the scene and just take it all in. And, you know, that to me was where I, that the Ashoka character won me over. I mean, obviously there was the action, the cold open, as you noted in the rundown, that really set the great tone as far as the the action aspect of, of this character. But really as far as that connectivity with the force and into the larger lore, that's where I really got it in, in this episode. And of course, you know, it, didn't help. it didn't hurt that they had the Yoda music playing in the background either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that 100% that um, it, it, it was, it was funny because while I was watching the episode initially, when they first showed her, there was so much fog and, and the makeup that they do mm-hmm. um, originally, I was like, is that CGI? What, what are they doing here? Um, and it looks so much like from the show. Yeah. Um, like crazy. It takes a while to get used to it, but by the end of it, you're just like, yeah, that's Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, Ahsoka. yeah. I think weird, it was a practical effect too. Yeah. There would be weird moments with the hair because mm-hmm. clearly the hair is like all like covered with that. I'm not going to get into it, but <laughs> there would be weird moments with it. Just trust me on that. Um, but overall, I just, the, it, it was all, it was all executed so well that I could yeah. not find really any fault with it. And I was just like, yeah, okay. So yeah. here yeah. we go. Here we go to the next, the next mission. And I was so worried at the end, like you, you mentioned at the beginning, the tension in the beginning, the tension at the end, mm-hmm. because Mando and his stupid open door policy. Yep. <laughs> Lock that thing up. He's got a very important good on his ship. Yep. Being very, like, I, for it, and I'm sure they did this on purpose because the amount of time I was just like, okay. And Moth Gideon enters now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the tracking device. And Moth Gideon enters now. No. <laughs> oh, no, it's Ahsoka. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. But uh, but I'm glad you brought that up too because that was uh, another you know and to my point earlier about body language and how you can just do so much uh, with 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 those how you use your body when you're acting and the I don't know if it was Pedro playing in Jaren this episode or if it was his double but uh, the the that father son connection that that closeness that where we wouldn't have seen that in Mando and and then the, the first season, it was really conveyed in that scene where he was like, he went back to the ship and, and, and saw Gragu in, you know, in the little hammock sleeping and, and talking to him. And, and, and then of course, when it was, whenever it was getting him dressed and ready to go to give him to Ahsoka, uh, it was, 
I, that was a very heartfelt moment for me. I, I, I really, uh, it kind of, I don't know if it's because my dad, myself, or what, but it just really tugged on me when I, it was like he was getting his son prepped to go off to go off to college or go off to wherever. Because uh, it, it was just a, it was a real nice moment. Again, it was just all conveyed by by body language and and not necessarily dialogue. Yeah. Well, it's it. First of all, you're just soft. Second yeah. of all, well, that, that, that's, um, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that was a good contrast because early on in the episode, you realize that the child has formed an attachment with mm-hmm. Manfred. But in that moment, when he goes to say goodbye, clearly Mando has also formed an attachment. Yep, and that even catches him off guard because this has been his purpose for how however long they've been together like he wants to get this child to safety yeah getting the child to safety is the end of the mission mm-hmm. and that means giving it up and it's just like whoa whoa, whoa mando you you realize you're you're basically signing over custody yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you're you've spent so much time with them is is that really is that really your purpose or or are have you, you haven't thought this through because he's never had a mission like this before right. um, to protect something as opposed to just be a bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have to, yeah. Go oh, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. So I have to ask. So since we are discussing the end of the episode and uh, since Ahsoka basically says, I can't train him, uh, we'll have to just address the elephant in the room. So, since they are going to have to go to this planet and they have to call out the call to a to to a potential Jedi to train mm-hmm. to train Gragu, mm-hmm. what are your feelings about if we see a certain certain Jedi that we we've referenced tonight, Luke Skywalker, or come to the series, or or you know, again, like I said earlier, without spoiling it for folks who aren't familiar with Rebels, there is another character out there that could be it. And I've heard some other names that's been tossed about as well. So what, what are uh-huh. your feelings as far as a potential Skywalker tie-in? Well, it's it's always a possibility. I would think it would almost be too soon mm-hmm. because one of the brilliant aspects of this show is that Yes, it takes place in the aftermath of the of certain portions of the Skywalker, whatever you want to call it. Saga, saga, yeah. Saga, yeah. <laughs> um, but but the the Rise of Skywalker only came out last year. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and personally, I don't mind the movie as much as other people do. So I just, I think as much as people would want that, I, I, it feels so early. Mm. So early. And, and also, I mean, last time a casual viewer saw Luke Skywalker... Luke Skywalker was the last Jedi, which never was controversial at all with the fans. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Maybe Not at all. because of what happens to Luke. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know. I I don't I don't think the show needs a Skywalker tie-in. I think references and names is as far as it should go. Mm-hmm. 
But then again, would it make sense? Because I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly timelines, but this, this is a little bit before, if not way before. I mean, Ben Solo is probably a baby right now, right? Yeah, a baby. Yeah. If not, maybe if not, not even born. Right, right. Because it's only five so, years after Return of the Jedi. So yes. So I. Luke was probably in a better place, and so it would make sense with him. Um, I think Obi Wan would also be a better, a better person. Um, but given that we know the series is in production for that, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, like I said, I mean, I, you know, obviously, I've been hearing. I, I will be okay if it were Luke. Uh, I don't think it will be at the end of at the end of this season. Uh, what a what probably will happen, you know? Because we've got let's see, we have three episodes left, so uh, we 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 have a tracker. So you know, Gideon's going to catch up with them at some point, and mm-hmm. and so. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me that this season ends up on a cliffhanger note where Gideon has has captured Mando and 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 Grogu, and you know that's where it ends. We don't we don't get to the Jedi, the Jedi, ancient Jedi Temple on Tython. Um, but if we were to get to it at the end of this season, uh, and know if we see like a you know Luke or this other. Because the other part of it, too, is, you know, with Ahsoka's journey, I mean, I I don't think she's just going to be a one-off. Uh, so, you know, she could show up again, and, and and she is on her quest to find this other particular character. Um, so, you know, so those, those two components to it. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, maybe no one shows up. Maybe Baby Yoda's reticence to learn more about the Force you know, he doesn't call out for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that could be, uh, that could be another possibility as far as, you know, a- allowing them to con- Mando and, and, and baby Yoda to, con- to continue their journey. Um, as he, you know, continues to grow and, and maybe things that happen with Gideon causes him to realize that, Hey, I do need assistance to, to learn how to use this power that I have. So, right. I mean, so, I, mean, I think there's there's any, there's so many places where they can go with it, and obviously, I think the two odd the two top theories is right now is like Luke and this other other particular character that's been referenced for for folks who who, who know them from Rebels. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I think they, they you know like I said, it'll be one good good option. I mean, as far as the Force goes. <laughs> Uh, Qui Gon. I mean, there's any, you know, and there could be some unnamed. They could be creating a whole new character. I mean, as as you noted, I mean, Filoni created Ahsoka uh, in in the Clone Wars series, and maybe Mandalorian will do that too, where they create their own character to um, to, to to be introduced in the show, like like they've done with others. So essentially, what he's trying to say is he has no idea. He just really likes to theory spiral. Hey, exactly. <laughs> that's what we do. That's in our that's in our bio. <laughs> in our, it's in our bio. Well, well, your theory spiral. I'm just looking forward to the next episode of Mandalorian. I Me hope too. that it lives 
stays on this level. <laughs> I don't really want to go back to previous episodes this season. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that I watched this week, Will, yeah. was I checked out the new HBO Max original. Um, I don't know if it's a full series or if it's just going to be a mini series, but The Flight Attendant with Kaylee. Oh, Cooper. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. I've been trying to decide if I was going to watch this one or not. So they 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 are doing this thing where um, very similar to what Amazon did with The Boys season two. They dropped the first three episodes on Thursday, and so Mm -hmm. now week to week. Um, And I I just I I like. I watched one episode Saturday, one episode on Sunday, and. Um, no, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I watched, um, so, so I had some space. (sighs) I'm like on the fence about this show. Mm. There's aspects of it that I really like. And I, it's just mainly because Kaylee Kuko, um, she does a really good acting job. Um, and, and her dynamics with the characters are funny. And I like, but there's another part of this where I'm just, this is so far-fetched. What is happening? Clearly, this is just not possible. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it just, it walks a very thin line. How about I just say that? It walks a very thin line. And um, thin line for a really good job of closing each episode to a point where I have to watch the next one. The endings of the episodes are very much okay. Well, (laughs) could have led with that. (laughs) (laughs) So when you say it walks a very thin line, is it walks a thin line of like comedy and absurdity, or like dark humor? (laughs) Ah, okay. But yeah, comedy and and absurdity. And um, I was I was talking to people about it over the Thanksgiving break, and I was just trying to explain to my family. I keep it, it was hard to get into it at first because a few years back there was a very there was another HBO miniseries called um, The Night of with Rizzo mm-hmm. Mid. Um and it's a brilliant TV series. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. HBO is it's so well done. Um, and that is very dark, very mm-hmm. serious, very much true like not true crime but fictional crime that could be based on anyone being wrongfully um, convicted for something um, for a murder Um, this has a very similar pretty much identical premise but it does not go that route (laughs) but then again you're also dealing with the protagonist who's white and female (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I think I know why they didn't go that route. Um, But the route they did go is kind of like, huh? (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) I don't know. It's it's so it's here. You know me. If I watched the first episode and I wasn't into it, I would have stopped. Right. Right. Whatever reason, I felt compelled to watch the second episode. Even more compelled to watch a third. And now I'm just looking forward to Thursday to watch the next. I don't know why. I think a lot of it has to do with limited content right now. Yeah. Um, but I also 
I have managed to find more good than bad. Okay. So it sounds like another thinking of, of, of another series, like it was sort of like run. I remember we had a very similar type of conversation. Your thoughts about that, where it was like, it was enough to keep you around, but, but you could go, it sounds like at this point you can go either way. I mean, it's enough to oh, keep yeah. you interested, but if it, but if that next episode or so is like really, then you can easily like take it and leave it or leave right. it. Yeah. Right. No, that's that's a fair comparison too. Where um, it has passed the three episode test, but that doesn't mean that it can't screw up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's something else. It's I I remember hearing about this like way back in May or yeah. something. And finally it dropped. And so that's another reason why I had to check it out because I've seen so much hype over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mom did read the book and she okay. said she really liked the book. Um, there's some elements that from what she tells me they're not doing in the show though, which is kind of disappointing. Um, but but if you like Kaylee Coco, you'll like this. Um, I, I think she, she kind of brings over some of her Harley Quinnism into uh, the show okay um <laughs> well <laughs> that okay well that that that'll get me there that, that's getting me a little bit closer to watching it now <laughs> yeah. but i don't know if it's the good part of harley quinn or the annoying part i don't know i don't oh, know okay okay <laughs> all right well on that note will why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you yes you can find me at will m polk w-i-l-l-m-p-o-l-k you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd, friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>